Hey, God bless you. I hope all is well. It is Pastor Caldwell here with, yes, another Word Wednesday. And I'm so excited to be with you uh, uh, this uh, afternoon, this morning, this evening, whatever uh, time of day that you are listening to this. Uh, I want to dive right into this. But wait. If you have not taken a listen to our previous podcast entitled, I've Made a Mistake, I want you to stop what you're doing. Go take a listen to that podcast. I am confident that it will be a blessing to you. And then hop back over here because I believe if you put the two together, it's going to bless you even more. All right. So today we're going to talk from this thought, thin grace, thin grace. You know, I, I, I want to start with this um, this question. And um, yes, it's very simple, but I think it's worthy for us to consider. Um, do we take God for granted? Do do you take God for granted? You know, I think we all can agree that most of us. Um, many of us, we do not like to be taken for granted. We don't like to feel as if we are not valued. Um, we don't like to feel as if we are not appreciated. And we are quick. I know some people quick to cut you off if we feel like you are not properly valuing us uh, and appreciating us and honoring us in your life. And um, I just... I just wonder if it's the same way with God in the respects of how he feels when it comes to us being in a relationship with him. I, I wonder I wonder if we take God for granted. I wonder if we um, just think that God is going to be here. That, you know, he, he's going to be here. He's always there. So, hey, you know, I come to God when I want to come. I do what I want to do. And then I'll just, you know, repent later. I wonder if that's the attitude that we have um, in our day-to-day living. You know, we tend to look at the tolerance of God. We look at his grace. We look at his love, his favor. But... We, we we seldomly take a look at the things that God does not tolerate. Yes, there are things that God does not tolerate. If I were to put this, the intolerance of God in a nutshell, comes up to one word, sin. You know why God does not like sin? He doesn't like sin, number one, because it goes against his nature. And that's the nature of unity, harmony, love, peace and joy. But most important, but 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 even further, sin is divisive. Sin separates you from God and it separates you from others. Think about it when you lie, when you cheat, when you steal. If you uh, curse, if you defame a person's character, if you gamble, uh, if whatever, whatever it is, you know, think about it. Those behaviors are behaviors that cause this division between you and others and most importantly, you and God, because God says I can't dwell in an unclean temple. 
So sin is divisive. It's the very thing that God does not tolerate. And 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 sometimes I have heard individuals say, yes, but God says his grace is sufficient. Beloved, that is so true. God and Paul was having a conversation and Paul was praying to God and saying, listen, I need you to take the thorn out of my flesh. I'm having these challenges and I'm trying my best, but I need you to remove this. And God tells Paul, no, my grace is sufficient. What does that mean? That means my grace is enough to keep you. Check this. Struggling implies salvation. There's a difference when you are struggling and fighting against something and willfully participating in something. Some of us, we don't struggle to cuss. (laughs) Some of us, it's not a struggle to lie. We don't have to think about it twice. You know? So, so, so struggling, it implies salvation. And what happens is that, that some of us, we just take God for granted. And, and it's reflective in our lives and how we treat God, how we come to God, how we approach God. You know, we don't we don't actually engage in a relationship with God. What happens is we come to God when we need something, when we want something. We come to God after we've tried everything else. And, and, and he told us what to do the first time, but we decided to do it our own way. That's not really a relationship. Let me pause and say this. God desires a relationship with you. And yes, even when you mess up, yes, there is grace for your life. But I want to encourage you and caution you not to uh, take not to abuse the grace of God on your life. Not to take advantage of God and his love for you. Why? Here's something to think about. Can God's grace run out? There's a a scripture uh, that I can recall uh, where uh, God tells uh, Noah, I'm not going to put up, and I'm paraphrasing, I ain't putting up with these people always. He said, I'm not going to strive with man always. Y'all know about the flood that happened. Can God's grace run out? (laughs) You know, sometimes we tend to treat God like the game Russian roulette. You know what that is? Russian roulette is when you take a gun and you put one bullet in the chamber, you spin the chamber and you put it to your head and they would pull the trigger. And 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 if 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 the bullet did not come out, you were saved and they would spin the chamber again, pull the trigger. Bullet didn't come out. You were saved. But what happens when you pull the trigger and the bullet comes out? We don't want to have a relationship with God that is based off of Russian roulette. Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and, and, and I quote, he, he made this statement of cheap grace. He says, cheap grace is, is, is when uh, it's the grace that we bestow on ourselves. Hmm? Yeah. It's, it's when we give our own self grace. 
He says cheap, cheap grace is preaching uh, the preaching of forgiveness without repentance. Uh, it is baptism without church discipline. Cheap grace is communion without confession. It it is it is it is grace uh, uh, the message of the cross uh, without Jesus Christ living uh, and incarnate. Cheap grace end quote. See, in order for us to have the proper understanding of grace. You must consider this. Grace is a spiritual tool used for relationship management. See, when you properly apply grace to your life, it does a few things. Number one, it extends time. When when grace is applied to your life, your appreciation of time becomes greater. Therefore, you use time more wisely. In other words, you don't abuse an opportunity, but you properly steward every moment and opportunity that is given to you. When, When grace is properly applied to your life, it also extends your view of God. You you get a greater appreciation for who God is and what he does in your life. And when you have a greater view of God, you then have a extended and greater view of others. You're able to communicate with others uh, uh, in a more compassionate way. You're not so quick to judge. You're not so quick to to condemn. You're not so quick to to, to pass judgment on others when you properly apply grace in your own life. (laughs) Uh, uh, Old church saints would say, but for the grace of God, I wouldn't be where I am today. See, now that you, beloved, have this understanding that grace, uh, it extends time, it extends your view of God, and it extends your view of others. Now you are uh, going to be held more accountable to how you apply grace in your life. Because you now have this revelation, you are now responsible for handling grace with care. Handling the revelation of grace with care, not mismanaging it in your life, not abusing it. But God's grace is there to cover you, is there to protect you, is there to be a a a a a a a, a tool to better uh, be in relationship with God and man.